Hi there and welcome to episode 59 of the Smart English Coach podcast. The podcast which helps you get to advanced English level fast. I'm delighted to invite to the podcast Christine Kanata. Christine is a communication and career coach specializing in working with non-native English speakers seeking job placements, residences and fellowships in the US. Christine is the host of the Express to Impress podcast and coaches more than 200 people annually to express themselves clearly, confidently and persuasively to reach their career goals. Her podcast is available on most podcast players and on her website at expresstoimpress.com. Welcome, Christine. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you, Claire. I am so happy to be here. Well, it's great that you are here because a couple of people that I know have recently been to English interviews and they are quite difficult experiences. So what advice would you give to someone who's going to attend an interview? How can they feel less nervous and how can they prepare for the interview? Absolutely. Great questions. And interviews can be nerve wracking. So first of all, I would, you know, advise people to know that those are normal feelings that they have. And there are some things they can do to uh, lessen those, those feelings of fear. One is to try to look at what the purpose of an interview is. And that is to find out if it's a good fit for you. If you are truly interested in working for this company and for these people, um, and they're also trying to find out if it's a good fit, if you have the skills and knowledge, if you're going to fit in well in the team. So this is a two-way interview. It's really just this conversation to find out um, if this is going to be a good work arrangement. So I'm trying to not focus on, I really want this job and more focus on, let's learn about each other. Let's find out if this is going to be a good fit. When you have the expectation that you want the job, then that can put a lot of pressure on yourself to perform a certain way versus just have a honest, authentic conversation with somebody. That is really good advice. As you say, it takes off that pressure of I've got to get the job and instead puts you in the situation of, hey, let's find out. This could be something that I really want or maybe it isn't. So taking those expectations away really helps to make you feel a little less anxious. Absolutely. Yes. There are a few other things I would recommend. So, you know, that mindset shift is, is most important. Also, leading up to the interview, it's important that you spend some time getting in the right mood and headspace for the interview. So I always tell people you want to be in a good mood when you arrive to talk to your interviewer. And people can do that in different ways, but I recommend protecting the time before the interview, at least 15 minutes. So your phone is off, your emails are shut down, you can't be distracted by tabs on your computer. You're just doing one activity that consistently makes you, you know, happy. So for some people, that is listening to their favorite music. Other people, it is doing meditation. For me, it is watching 
funny cat videos online and others do power poses where they take up a lot of space and it, it makes them feel more powerful. So test it out, but protect that time. No cramming right before the interview that will give you self-doubt, make you anxious. You want to arrive genuinely feeling happy with a big smile on your face. I'm glad you mentioned that you shouldn't do last minute cramming because I think that's a temptation, isn't it? You want to give the best answers. You want to make the best impression at an interview. So those final few minutes before you're going to be looking at your notes and trying to memorize the right vocabulary to use, but that isn't the right thing to do at all, is it, Christine? Yeah, absolutely. That's something you want to avoid because it can really set you up for a rocky start and you need a good start (laughs) to give you the confidence you need to make it through this conversation, to make it through this interview. Exactly. I love that idea of going in there with confidence because that really sets the tone for the rest of the interview, doesn't it? Absolutely. So one other um, recommendation I have for people is leading up to the interview. So in the weeks or months leading up to interviewing, start to pay attention to your fears about the interview. So the thoughts running through your head that are negative about the interview. And for many of the people I work with, it is their English language skills. They worry they won't um, be able to communicate well in the interview. They worry they will make mistakes. They worry they won't be understood and they won't be able to speak the same way they could in their native language. So that is a very real fear. And the problem with it is if you keep thinking that thought before the interview, during the interview, that can affect your performance. Because then if you do make a mistake, you can say, oh, it's it's happening. You know, I just made a mistake. And it can kind of sabotage your performance. So with that fear or any other fear, I advise people to give themselves some advice like they would give a friend. So what would you tell a friend who had an interview in English who was nervous they might mess up? Well, somebody might say, well, that's okay if you mess up. You don't need to have perfect English to get the job. Then that's the advice they give to themselves and they can write it out. I always recommend writing. We absorb the information better if we write it out. If it's a Zoom interview, you can have a little note um, next to it. It's okay if you make some mistakes in English. You can still get the job, you know, a little piece of advice that targets your fear. So that way you have, you know, some positive thoughts going in to kind of counteract some of those negative thoughts that could be affecting you. I love that advice. I especially love the thing that you said that you don't need perfect English to do the job. And that if you make a mistake, it doesn't matter. Because so Mm -hmm. many times I've seen people come out of, for example, English exams, and they'll say, oh, no, I made a mistake on this part of the exam. And I always say, well, it doesn't matter. It's just one part of the exam. You know, you can make mistakes. And often people won't even remember those mistakes, will they? Right. Absolutely. And what's really important is to connect with the interviewer to have a natural, authentic conversation. Sometimes people are so anxious about making mistakes that they practice, 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 and they memorize 
answers to common questions. And then in the interview, they recite these answers that oftentimes sound like a written essay, not an actual conversation because they wrote them. And the interviewer can tell this is a memorized response. This is not a conversation I'm having with this person. And it's not as impactful as giving a response that is genuine, authentic, and that contains some, you know, English mistakes. Yes, absolutely. In fact, today I was talking to a student who has got an interview coming up and I asked her a typical question, but not in the way that she was expecting it. So because she had already memorized this perfect English reply with lots of kind of fancy English terminology. Because I'd asked her a question in a way that she wasn't expecting, she was lost and she started to panic and she started to hesitate a lot more. So my advice to her is that we redid the question and this time I said, okay, don't look at your notes. Don't try to memorize. Give me just an overview of something you did in your last job. And I saw that when she did this, she was kind of talking from the heart. She mentioned how it had been really difficult for her, but yet she had got the result that she wanted. And I said, you know, that was a perfect reply because I got a sense of you from it. Of course, you didn't use all these fancy vocabulary. You spoke in quite simple terms, but it was so effective. That's great. I'm glad you were able to guide her to do that and give her the permission to use her everyday language in in answering. Uh, You know, one tip that I give people who seem to be struggling to talk naturally is to imagine they are talking to somebody they know. So that could be a friend, it could be a family member, and allow themselves to use a conversational tone. Yes, because after all, if you're going to join a company, you will be working with people. You aren't a walking dictionary, are you? You're you're a living, breathing human being. Yes, absolutely. And you want to give them a taste or a sense of what it's like to communicate with you. So giving a canned response with vocabulary that you don't normally use isn't the best representation of your communication skills. This is fantastic advice. Thank you so much, Christine. And perhaps we could move on now to some of the mistakes that people make in an interview. I think we've covered some of these already, but are there other mistakes that you see people make? Absolutely. I would say one of the biggest mistakes people make in an interview is they don't connect with the interviewer. Right. And they don't really understand how important that is. So an interview is an opportunity for you to learn about the role and the the company and the people you'd be working with. It gives them a chance to get to know you. But all of that is only possible if you are having this authentic, genuine conversation with the person. And they have to feel like you care about them. You are curious about them personally. You are impressed by them. Um, You're willing to show your personality, be friendly, maybe make a joke, you know, at at the beginning or the end of the interview. To do that, you can't be in your head worrying and focusing on your answers to the questions, but you have to show up ready to get to know this other human being sitting in front of you. 
yes, and ready to react to how the interview might progress. It, it might not mm-hmm. go in the way that you think. You might not get the questions that you've expected. Sure. And it can be challenging if the interviewer is not very warm. Sometimes a person can do their best to connect with the interviewer, but that interviewer has been trained to be very professional and not warm and engaging. So in some cases, this isn't very possible. And people have told me this affects my performance. If I don't feel like I'm getting some sort of positive reinforcement, it it affects my confidence and it makes it hard to continue to show enthusiasm. So While most of the time you should be able to make a connection with the interviewer, know that sometimes the interviewers or just the people's personality, like like their training or their personality has will prevent them from making that connection with you. But you should show your personality, you should show enthusiasm and make every effort to connect with that person. Yes, that's a great tip also to be aware that not all interviewers are going to be maybe very warm or over-friendly. And moving on a little bit, so far we've only talked about, say, one-to-one interviews. What about panel interviews when you have more than one interviewer? What tips would you have for someone who is being interviewed by a group of people? This is a unique situation it can feel challenging for some people. It can also be fun. So there's different ways to look at it. What I suggest is use the same approach. I want to connect with everyone here. And to do that, I should do some research, read about them online, on their LinkedIn profile, on the company profile, on, on social media, if possible. Learn what you know they their focus is, learn about their accomplishments, and Try to predict questions or themes they could care about that they could bring up. Identify some questions you could ask them and then refer to each person by name. Give them eye contact. Make each person feel special in that interview. Um, Make it seem like you are interested in each of them. Ideally, you will be interested in each of them, but you can only feel that way if you've done your research about them. Do you have any tips then for remembering everybody's name? Because when you're in an interview, you feel quite nervous, don't you? So what what tip would you yes, have? Yes, you do. And ideally, you will have a list of the names before. Okay. So you can do some research and, and get familiar with their names. If you don't receive the list of names beforehand, there are some tricks to remembering people's names. So this is not my forte, but from what I have heard, it is helpful to repeat a person's name in your mind. So this is one technique. So somebody says, hello, I'm Tim, you say, and then you use the name and you say it in your mind, Tim, 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 nice to meet you, Tim. So then you've said it repeatedly, either internally, you know, and and externally, Another tip, you know, you can try to associate that person with someone you know already. And then, of course, there are other tricks where, say, you have, you know, Tim, Sally, and me. So you have the first letter of each name, T-S-A. Well, right there, I wouldn't need to even come up with, like, today, um, Sally ate breakfast. I wouldn't have to do something like that because TSA would remind me of, like, airlines, and I would just 
every time I look over there, it's like, oh, TSA, then I could have the first letter and remember their name. So lots of different tricks for Fantastic. remembering names. <laughs> as long as you don't associate the interview with someone like your dad and then call him dad in the interview. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would that would be pretty funny. <laughs> and then the other type of interview, which is becoming a lot more common, are the video interviews, for example, over Zoom. Do you have any advice for those? Sure. Yes. So I have a a document that I share with people getting ready for interviews and it's five steps to prepare for an interview. And step four and step five are related to like the day before the interview and the day of the interview, just these checklists of things to do. And so part of that checklist relates to technical preparation. So choosing a spot for the interview, making sure it's private, you won't be interrupted, it's quiet, it's well lit, there's a simple background, choosing your device, making sure the camera is stable and it's close to eye level. That's something a lot of people don't pay attention to, but it can be quite distracting if the angle of the camera is off, uh, testing your audio, video, headphones, and internet connection with a friend. And then the day of the, the actual interview, closing unnecessary web browser tabs and applications, making sure that they cannot ding while you're having your interview or distract you and putting you know all of your electronics on silent mode, putting them out of sight, So those are some of my tips. And I want to mention a very interesting new tool that you can use that will allow you to record yourself in your interview privately and review it later. It is called Udly and it is an AI speech tool and it has a lot of different functions. I use this in my interview preparation practice with clients and we record both of us talking and then we get insights into those, uh, into our conversations. Were we saying too many filler words? Was the pace appropriate? All sorts of interesting insights. But now they have a tool that allows you to just record yourself. So you can do it during an interview or meeting, and then you can review it with an interview coach later or review it yourself. And make some major improvements because it can be really hard to remember everything that happened in an interview and and try to learn from that experience. So those are some of my tips. (laughs) That sounds absolutely fantastic. Is Udly free? Do you know? It is. Yes, it's completely free. Thank you so much for that, Christine. That tool sounds really helpful for people. I will also put your website link into the show notes. And I wanted to thank you for your fantastic advice about being confident for English interviews. I think it will be really helpful for other people. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Claire. I've really enjoyed talking with you and learning from you. And I would be happy to to meet with you anytime. Thank you, Christine. Make sure that you check out Christine's website. The link is in the show notes. Don't forget, if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a review or a rating because these help other people find the podcast. And you can leave a review or a rating in the same platform where you listen to the podcast. Thanks for listening. Speak soon.